Hello, Solar Review listeners. This is Tom Miller, editor of Solar Review Magazine. And today's podcast is a follow-up to an article written by our chief commercial officer about the possibility of a 30% drop in the price of modules. It's a short interview, and I want to get right to it, but I'll mention that you can read the article on the Solar Review Magazine. Just Google Baywa Distribution. That's spelled B-A-Y-W-A Distribution, and you'll find us. And please take a minute to rate this podcast on iTunes. It helps people find us. It makes a big difference. Okay, thanks for listening, and let's get right to Daniel Marino. Okay, so thanks for chatting today, Daniel. Last week, we released an article on Solar Review that you wrote entitled, Will Reduction in Chinese Demand for PV Modules Really Cause a 30% Price Drop? This was an opinion piece where you laid out a few potential impacts following the demand reduction in China. And I wanted to take this opportunity to get you on the phone and chat about a few of the article's ideas for our podcast listeners. So let's start by looking at what happened in China on May 31st, 2018. Can you lay that out for us? Happy to. So effectively, in May, the Chinese government made a surprise announcement, making major cuts to solar subsidies and incentive programs. Uh, the the reasons cited were high costs of enormous build-out of their solar program over the past years, problems with the grid expansion, and also some connectivity issues on new projects. Analysts were split on their perceived impact of said demand reduction in China, with many of them citing 20 to 30 gigawatts potential drops in the market size, although there's, there's a, there is a lack of consensus on those figures. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in your article, you mentioned that the slowdown is expected to impact poly more than monocrystalline panels. And we've seen mono gain significant share in the U.S. in residential and commercial. Does this widening gap in price mean the poly will make a resurgence in the U.S.? Poly pricing has come down much more quickly than, than mono, but mono pricing is coming down as well. Um, I would say for some large projects that are ultra price sensitive, opportunistic buyers will will keep poly demand up, but the general overarching momentum of the marketplace is towards mono. And, and I believe that poly pricing is, is falling quickly because there is a lack of demand and there isn't really sufficient demand out there in the market to, to keep that price up. So poly producers are going to be in for a tough time over the coming four to six months. Okay, good context. Um, so before I ask my next question, I want to get in the weeds a little bit on cost structure. Can you lay out the cost structure of made-in-China product and how it's different from products made in Southeast Asia? Sure. Uh, modules produced in China are subject to Section 201 tariffs, as well as anti-dumping and countervailing duties that were imposed on solar cell and module manufacturers from China and Taiwan in 2012 and 2014. So it's prohibitively expensive currently to, to export modules from China directly to the United States. And, and therefore, over the past years, the Chinese manufacturers have outsourced a good chunk of the modules they produce for both the European and U.S. markets into Southeast Asia to circumvent the at least the anti-dumping and countervailing duties component, uh, leaving them with the Section 201 tariffs. Got it. That's good context. So one premise in your article is that Chinese modules won't be imported into the U.S. because of countervailing anti-dumping tariffs, and these are on top of the new Trump import tariffs. So if supply excess is great enough and Chinese cost structure low enough, couldn't this still happen? 
how remote a possibility is that? It, it's it's a possibility, but it's it's somewhat remote. I, I suspect certain very desperate manufacturers may do that, especially some tier twos. But the 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 tariff regime and the anti dumping countervailing duties together add a significant cost. Mm-hmm. Just just it's it's a massive hurdle relative to the standalone on the on the on the tariffs that, that applies to modules from Southeast Asia and other parts of the world. So unlikely, but but certain fringe manufacturers could be forced to do that at least temporarily. Okay. So I want to try to keep this interview short. So let's talk a bit about manufacturers and then we'll wrap up here. So if we look at the EU, let's consider the possibility that the EU cancels its minimum import price. If they do that and the EU market shifts to lower cost products, how do you think the tier one Chinese manufacturers will react? If that were to happen, which is which is possible but not necessarily likely, but if, uh, then there absolutely would be excess capacity in Southeast Asian factories relative to the U.S. market. So currently, almost the vast majority of European demand is satisfied by Chinese manufacturers based in Southeast Asia. And it's, it's approximately a 50%, 50-50 split going to the U.S. and European markets in terms mm-hmm. of that capacity. So if Europe were to fall away, which it would likely if they were to shift to, the, to a cheaper uh, geography, namely China, then there would absolutely be an overcapacity and further downward pricing pressure in the in the U.S. market. Got it. So if we look more broadly at manufacturers, what is the expected impact of all of this on premium modules like LG, SunPower, Panasonic? How are they responding, or can they even respond? So we've seen five to ten percent price reductions across the board over the past month, month and a half. It's likely we'll see marginal declines, both poly and mono, incrementally through the rest of the year, but I don't expect any additional price cliffs. The market is steering towards mono, mono perk in general, and I, I don't think that's a trend that's going to be reversed. I, I do think there will be some, like I said earlier, some short-term projects that flip into poly, sort of opportunistic buys. But after a brief price decline, I do expect global demand to rebalance as it's it's driven up due to cheaper product and we'll have a more quote-unquote normal downward pricing trend that's gradual. Okay, so let's wrap up and, and look at the U.S. real quick and talk about price volatility. As you just said, we've seen pricing fall in the U.S. 5 to 10% in the last month, but as you point out in the article, it's mostly unrelated to what's happening in China. So let's lay out some of these factors that are causing this price drop in the U.S. and what sort of price adjustments you expect to see in addition to the 5 to 10% we've already seen. Sure. I'd say the largest culprit of price drops over the, the last couple of months has been excess inventory in the channel, both sitting on EPC's floors, distributor, distributors' floors, and manufacturers' floors, um, resulting from companies overbuying in anticipation of the of the uh, the tariff regime being put in place, mm-hmm. um, that that excess inventory is continues to be a problem and will likely be a, take another quarter or so to, to fully work its way through the system. Um, secondly, some consumers, some some EPCs and end users, especially for project projects or project businesses, are pushing out project purchasing decisions where they can in anticipation of lower pricing, which is also impacting the market. Third, I'd say manufacturers, many manufacturers had anticipated that the U.S. market would grow this year in the DG segment, when in fact it's going to be approximately flat. So I, I think that, that 
that speaks to back to, to the first point, why there is partially some of the excess inventory. And finally, there are the global trends do come into play domestically in that some of the inputs into the panels, namely wafers and polysilicon, for example, are declining in pricing relatively quickly in the past 30 or 45 days. Great. So last question, open-ended, you know, you this weekend, I know you went back and reread the article. Do you have any reactions after rereading it and thinking about it again? Anything you want to tell listeners? My conclusions haven't changed in that, there, that we are in a period of negative sentiment. I do expect inventories to balance over the next quarter or so. We are on the solar coaster, but I, but I do expect demand to come back relatively quickly in response to lower pricing, which should bring the market back into a more healthy state. So net-net long-term, I think, I think these price declines are healthy for the growth of PV domestically and globally. Short-term, we have some problems to work through in the system, namely inventory. Got it. Okay, well, those are all my questions. Uh, my guest today has been Daniel Marino, Chief Commercial Officer for Baywa RE Solar Systems. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Daniel, and hope we can do it again sometime. Thanks, Tom. Take care. Right. Bye-bye. Talk to you later.